You're listening to the Virtually Free Podcast, a place for all you digital nomads and freedom chasers out there get the real talk on what it's like to make a living online. Want to ditch the nine to five vacation on your terms? Discover the ins and outs of freelancing. Then you're in the right place. And now your host, Amy Damone. Welcome back to this week's episode Episode 25 of the Virtually Free Podcast with me, Amy Damone, and I have the absolute pleasure to be chatting with Dia Darling today, who is a project manager and online business manager at All The Things I Do. She's also the host of Creatives Crushing Anxiety. She helps entrepreneurs follow their passions online while keeping their lives balanced. She believes you can have a successful online business while still enjoying your life. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Virtually Free Podcast. And I am so happy to have Dia Darling with me. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am so excited to talk to you. This has been such a long time coming. (laughs) No one's fault but my own. And I feel like this is a great segue into today's topic as well. So yeah. yeah, I was like, I think that I deterred us at least once. So it's life. It happens. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we'll (laughs) we'll take a little bit of um, the responsibility. (laughs) But so for all of you that don't know that are listening to this is that I suffer from extreme anxiety. And I haven't generally um, managed up until, you know, as of this date, which is December 2018. But, you know, as always, and as with mental health, it it rears its ugly little head every once in a while, and it can completely derail you. You think you're totally fine, and then, you know, Armageddon happens, and you, mm-hmm. you come out a few months later unscathed. You know, you have a few battle wounds that's, you know, but other than that, like, it's okay. So um, I love talking about this topic because I know mental health is, you know, it's that really awkward, like, topic right now, especially in entrepreneurship and business where it's like, do you talk about it? Do you know? Like, it's not, like, it's just becoming normalized in society. So, like, who's ready to bring it to the forefront of, like, entrepreneurship when it's already so hard as it is, let alone I am. <laughs> everything else. And that's why you have wonderful, beautiful Dia, and I'm so happy to talk to you. So with that being said, why don't you kind of set the tone for the, or not set the tone, but like set the scene for our listeners, give a little intro about like what you do, kind of your journey into what position you currently hold today and and just kind of talk to us about how anxiety has uh helped your entrepreneurship journey (laughs) helped i feel like helped is a strong word um i honestly i feel like i've dealt with some degree of anxiety or and even a little bit of depression like since i was young i honestly i remember my first panic attack I don't even know what caused it, but I remember this feeling of, holy crap, I'm dying right now. And I think I was like maybe 11 or 12. I don't know what I was so stressed out about at 11 or 12, but I was at church and I was sitting there and I just was like, I I had to go outside because I felt like I couldn't breathe and I didn't understand what was happening to me. And of course, like you grow up and you kind of like discover, like, I just need to breathe through this. I just need to like, I'm not dying. It's not a heart attack. It got, I want to knock on wood right now that if I ever had a, had a heart attack, I would probably be like, oh no, it's just a panic attack. But it would, it would just happen in certain situations. You know, there'd be a boy and there'd be drama. And then I'd run into him like at the, the quad at school and 
And then the next thing I know, I'm in the bathroom crying and hyperventilating for no apparent reason. So, and it's come up in so many other places. And I think that the reason that to go to really answer your question, um, I originally just kind of started, I got my degree in marketing communication, with a concentration in public relations. So I always ended up doing like marketing jobs, but I'd always find myself in some sort of role of organizing, managing, that sort of thing. Because I found my entire life that as someone with anxiety, control is huge for me. To feel like I'm in control helps me knock off some of that, that stress of, of obviously not having control and then being able to plan ahead and to, to think ahead would also just be really soothing and calming for me. It's like the way cleaning up for me is very therapeutic. I'm Monica from Friends <laughs> in a nutshell. I have drunk cleaned a friend's toilet before. Like that is who I like it to have order calms me. So I always found myself in positions where I was organizing things, planning things out, just basically making things less messy. And that's kind of how my business evolved. I started doing the blogging thing because I wanted to just write in my own voice because I was doing a lot of ghostwriting uh, at my day job at the time. And <laughs> it evolved into, okay, so what should I, what should I do? How am I going to turn this into a business? And people would always message me like, how do you put out this much content, be on social media, do all the stuff that you're doing, and you also have a full-time job? And it turned into, holy crap, like, I, I thought for a minute, maybe I can show other people how to do this. And it was like, no, I don't really know if I have the patience. And also I have the anxiety. So there's days that I just don't want to necessarily talk to someone or coach people, which sounds horrible because like six months from now, I'll be like, I'm going to be your productivity coach. But I tried that and it was like, I just need to project management. I, I've been doing it. I may as well do it. So that's how I got into my business of project managing for entrepreneurs because I think a lot of people who want to be entrepreneurs, part of it is because they, they do have some sort of anxiety. And I know that's, that's a really big, bold statement to, to say, but there's a lot of them who can't handle the stuff that comes with the nine to five, where you have to get up and leave your house and get dressed and be around people. And that's draining for them. So to be able to work from home, to have some flexibility to say, I just need to take a nap because I'm sad which <laughs> that's very, I feel like that's very deep and I'm talking a lot, but um, so I think a lot of people got into it for that, but then there's also so many things in entrepreneurship that can trigger your anxiety. Oh I know we've, <laughs> we've talked about this, about like how you're like, oh no, I don't want this person to be mad at me or like, oh, it, yeah. it, there's so many different little tr triggers there. So what I wanted to do with my podcast, Creatives Crushing Anxiety, was find a platform to bring this to light to let people know you're not alone other people feel like this successful people who are running their business full-time still have anxiety and to share different ways that they manage it and just even situations where it's come up because if i feel like if one story can help one person then that's worth it that's worth the conversation that's worth the time put into producing a podcast like it's worth it just because we need to know that we're not alone and we need to not be afraid to talk about anxiety and depression. So that's my long winded answer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it's so true though. Like, I think it's so important to have something 
like you do and have a platform because there are so there are also so many like varying levels of anxiety and that's something that like we don't really talk about because we're just talking about mental health as a whole let alone like getting into the in, like the depths of each <laughs> disease of course but so like you know I remember when I first started realizing okay something's like not quite right like I, you know I ruminate I do this I do that like something's not going on like this is not how a normal person like has like and you like you don't really know you don't, you can't like sometimes you can't articulate what yeah. you're experiencing because the emotion is just like so overbearing and then you you know you, you do some google searches youtube whatever you like <laughs> that's what I do like a research or like archetype I'm like okay like am I am I this am I that you know we all be on WebMD yeah <laughs> self-diagnosed in ourselves sometimes <laughs> but it's it's good to know especially like in entrepreneurship because it can feel so lonely and you can be in the perfect health let alone if you're dealing with so many other things so thank you for creating that you know I have been on a guest on that podcast yes it was so fun it was just like the conversation went by so quickly and we're like okay we actually have to leave like there's so much conversation we have to stop so and it was super fun but yeah so check that out for sure it's it's an amazing podcast and yeah again thank you for for creating it um but what so like I'd love to know and like this is kind of like you know the deep dark secrets but like what's like a really big if you don't mind sharing and I'll share mine for sure is that like a big like anxiety moment in your business and like let's just say like the recent six months because at least for me and I like to be really transparent I am nowhere near where I want to be in my business I do not have everything figured out I do not have every single solitary system down but like that's okay and I think that a lot of people get really nervous about that especially when they you know they're putting they're producing a lot of content they're like I have to be perfect I have to show that I have everything together but I don't, and most of the people out there don't. Spoiler alert, I don't want to, like, destroy everyone's image of everyone <laughs> out there, but believe me, I've seen it. But anyways, I've gotten uh, completely off track. No, so I'm sure you know exactly what I'm saying, so I'm going to let you talk for a little bit. <laughs> no, I totally held on to the question in there. Uh, so the funny thing about that is when I think about the moments in my business where I was just really, like, holy crap, I can't do this, I suck, I'm horrible. Those are the, the moments that really ended up not being that big of a deal. And so I don't remember what led me to that, <laughs> that much. That's fair, that's awesome though. I wish, I wish I could say the same. That's the worst is I feel like a lot of my experiences, not all of them, but they like had really big impacts on my career. And they were always, or they were always good. I will say this, like I learned like a very valuable lesson in a lot of them um mainly to help me manage my anxiety and to like also stand up for myself I have a lot of crazy stuff with my past you know that still affect me today because you know everyone yeah. is learning and growing so I have really like sometimes don't have the greatest self-worth and it's yeah. hard for me to stand up and put those boundaries in place and when you have anxiety the combination of the two is just like a whole other level because you're not like able enough to stand up but that also even if you have excellent self-worth that doesn't mean you can't do that either but I'm um, lucky for you you're like God, they didn't mean anything and that's totally true like I would love for you, give us an example. Do you like it? Doesn't have to necessarily be one that you remember, but like an equivalent of just how small it might have been. Well, there. Well, and I will say this: there, there's definitely have been things that I've screwed up, and maybe just the part of me that's learning to protect myself and forgive myself, which has been a whole journey and a whole different episode. But I think the time that it hasn't something bad, I was able to really look at it and to say, why did this happen, and to learn from it. And that's not mm -hmm. something I've always been able to do. So, the, but, the, but the times when it was something that wasn't that big of a deal, like even, 
I don't know if you've heard of Snipply, and this actually happened recently. One of my clients had a feature, and I think it was Entrepreneur Magazine, and she was like, hey, um, for the email sequence we're sending out, can you use a Snipply? And I've never heard of this website before. So let me tell you what it does in case you, you haven't heard I've, of it either. I've never heard of it either. So, <laughs> so basically, it's kind of like Bitly, but not. So okay. you put, you put the, the URL that you want them to go to in there, and then you can create like a custom pop-up. So even if it's not your website, say you get featured on entrepreneur.com and you want to have a pop-up at the bottom that says, go check out my new program. You would send that link from Snipply to your email list. And if they use that link, they see this pop-up on entrepreneur's website. Oh my God, that's a genius. Sorry, <laughs> I am totally going to check out this software. Go on. It is super, it is super <laughs> smart. Um, there are like, check for some free options because I feel like it's a little overpriced since mm -hmm. it, it always is. <laughs> completely work for us. And we were trying to send this out, like we're, we were also in the middle of a launch and what was happening is when you would go to the link, you would see the pop-up, but the article would just be white, whited out. Mm -hmm. And it, it worked one day and the next day it didn't, worked another day, it didn't. So it was very like, oh, like me freaking out about it and me being like, oh, she's going to be so pissed off. She wanted this to go out at this time. It's like two hours later, no one from support is reaching out to me and I'm freaking out thinking, I've ruined this whole launch. She's just going to rip me a new one. And she's like, uh, and, and so I'm like, I'm trying to solve the problem. I'm like, oh, I found this like alternative for free. And, and she's like, okay, that's fine. Let's just use that. I'm like, seriously, I was literally over here having a panic attack. I could feel the knot in my back getting bigger, super stressed out about it, was worried it was going to be the end of the world. And it was not that big of a deal. Like that's literally something that was such a small deal that triggered me so much. Yeah. I, admit, yeah. I, I know exactly. I, I can think of so many incidents where I'm like freaking out and then their answer was so like chill and I'm like, whoa, that was totally just in my head. Like, you know, and I think that's, that can, that's a whole other conversation, but anyway, yeah. but yeah, so I, it's amazing what, like, it's amazing what kind of imaginations <laughs> yeah, like really and it's hard and I, I think it also comes back to like wanting to do a really good job and like probably a little bit of perfectionism mixed in there I mean mm -hmm. at least for me I know for sure it's a trifecta of fun um, that, that being said. um it's not all I find and like I'm lucky to be someone that has been able to do this but I know it's not as easy for a lot of people and I don't know about your experience with it but sometimes not always but sometimes I am able to use my anxiety as a way to like feel out like potentially like detrimental client relationships with like potential clients because I unfortunately I don't know if I don't know why but I tracked um people that don't necessarily work well with how I work if that's the best <laughs> diplomatic way of putting it and we just kind of like butt heads sometimes and you know I completely have you know gratitude for everything and all the communication that they do give but one thing I have noticed is like I can almost feel that when I first start like having that conversation with them or that sales conversation or oh like you know what have you done so far you know all those questions you ask when you're doing um, potential client interviews and I've been able to really like be like, oh, I'm getting a little anxious from this. Like, this is a huge like, no, no, if I haven't even started working for this person, like what that's going to be long term. And I'm wondering if you have anything, any stories like that, you've been able to kind of harness your anxiety for to do good in your business. 
Okay. Or just um, your life too. <laughs> I definitely have a life story, but, okay. but let me just say, they say this about what you just said, because I do have like the perfectionism thing about certain things. And I do have some issues like in my past with my family and stuff where I don't, where I have like that unworthiness or mm-hmm. that abandonment issues. Oh, yeah. A lot. Again, we'll get real deep. <laughs> we'll get real deep. But the reality is, and again, people are listening to this probably rolling their eyes, but most of us have that. Like, and mm-hmm. it's just like being able to like to talk about it openly. Like, it's scary. It opens a whole other thing. I'm not yeah. going to go into a therapy session because I could do that because I like that stuff. So we're not going to talk. <laughs> Let's go back on track. So tell me. So yeah, so I I have that, and this is something that actually a client pointed out to me. She said that people like us who have that desire to please to please people, we attract people who will like take every single thing they can get from us. Absolutely. Because we're going, because they know we're going to give it, and we're not going to be likely to put up a boundary there. Mm-hmm. And they won't create that boundary. You have to create that boundary. And so when you so when you said that you know you sometimes create people who don't necessarily work the way that you work you're 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 like kind of attracting that and I'm not trying to go too woo woo or talk about the law of attraction but it it really is just kind of how people work you know like you find people who complement something that you want or you need and you may not be doing that consciously consciously you're saying I want to work with great clients but your energy is saying, I want to please someone. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And like a hundred and million percent. And that totally happened. I'm going to go out of business realm. That used to happen with, you know, relationships, you know, mm-hmm. I was with them and, you know, same kind of like codependent kind of like, you know, really mm-hmm. fun stuff that happens with uh, <laughs> lack of self-worth. And they, you know, I attract these people that will just take and take and take and take and take and it's because I won't put up any walls and it literally had to hit me in four different areas of my life before I would be like wow okay like boundaries let's do this like Like this yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's so spot on uh to speak about the personal part of it for me that anxiety because once you've had and I know this is a business podcast but this is all kind of life and business it has to if people Mm -hmm. say that they can completely do it separately like oh my goodness no because I I, I I I like can I I don't know if I can cuss but I complained oh, yeah. too I was like I was gonna say I bitched to like my boyfriend and my family about work and when I'm sad in my personal life that comes up in my work when my anxiety is really bad like it's it's very very apparent in in all the feels like they're all tied but for me I've had obviously as most people I feel like I've said obviously about 20 <laughs> times so I'm just captain obvious today but um, like I've had really crappy relationships where people saw that that need to please and would take advantage of it or not treat me right. So there was this one guy I was dating for a couple of months and I started having that, that anxiety where I would be crying. And it wasn't even like I was in love with this guy. It was like, oh, I like him and I thought he liked me. And this is gonna sound like the most messed up thing and I probably shouldn't say this to an audience that doesn't know me, but I kind of felt like I was dating down. the more we talk the more I'm like we are the same (laughs) keep talking talking. it was like okay so you know how on sitcoms you have like the really attractive woman and she's dating like this "Eh, Joe Schmo like no big deal Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, but this is, this is the guy that you, you get to marry you, which I cannot believe I just said that a lot, but that was my, I think this was 
probably two, 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 three years ago. But I was thinking, okay, you know what? I'm a little bit more attractive than him. He has like kind of balding, this and this, like all this horrible. I sound so bad right now. No, my God, I love it. It's so <laughs> real. It's so real and honest, and I love it. But I was thinking, okay, yeah, this will be perfect. And then I don't know, you know, that that trigger flips where he starts acting more distant and I'm just full of anxiety. And it's not even necessarily about him. It's about my past. It's about me being afraid what the future means. And something made me check it. And I can't tell you what it was, but I said, you know what? I just need to put it out there and be like, hey, are we hanging out anymore? What is happening? Like, why are you, we're hanging out, but you're, you're making it like as, as hard as possible. We're not riding together. You're meeting me there, but you're only staying for 30 minutes. Like, you're, you're texting me back four hours later when you, you know, like stupid games that people play when dating. So I was just like, so what's happening? Like, are we doing this or not? Cause I feel like you don't feel the way you did. And I just need to know. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. And I was just kind of like, after that, I was fine. I went and had a drink with a friend and I yeah, like, it didn't even matter anymore. It was the anxiety of what could happen and the uncertainty. And by having that dread in me and it pushing me to just bring it up versus if it wasn't bothering me, if my anxiety wasn't triggered by it, I probably would have spent like another six months chasing this like five of a man when I'm a hard eight. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you're a hard 10, but that's just me. So <laughs> well, I have to be modest after I see all that stuff about a guy dating down. <laughs> Oh, I can't cool. believe I just sold that story. Oh no, I love it. No, but it's so true. I and like, you know, like let's tie this back into business. Like that that moment where you reply and you've stood up for yourself and you've put down a boundary and whatever, and you're terrified. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, but, I do. Okay, good. You're like I'm on the other. I'm on the other end, just shaking my head. Yes. <laughs> like it is that time. Like I don't think. The people that don't have anxiety, like, I wish you could even sort of try to understand though that black hole in time where it can literally mean anything. And, of course, what you're making up in your brain is way worse than what anything would ever happen. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> and, like, the worst case scenario, and this is, you know, it's hard, and it's, it, for online service providers that maybe aren't, like, booked to the brim with clients that really need those people to rely on because I you know I've worked with people um other VAs you know I've been mentoring them whatever you want to call it I don't like calling coaching because I feel like I'm, I'm not a cheerleader I'm just like do this and do that now um no is that you know they're like well I can't I can't put that boundary out because I need that extra 200 dollars mm -hmm. to you know feed my baby or I need that extra $300 I get from like, you know, doing this data work for this man that is just the worst person in the entire world. And he knows it. And like, there's so there's, I know there's so many other levels and things that I, you know, I've had these conversations where people are like, well, I can't do that. And believe me when I tell you, it might be a really, really hard week or two, but by doing that and by standing your ground and actually putting that boundary up and saying, look, like, this is not what I want anymore. Like, like not, you're more saying this to yourself, not to your client, but like, yeah. this, is, this is, this is not what I want anymore. Like I've let this happen too much. I put in my foot down. If you don't like that, I'm sorry, but this is who I am. And that, you know, like that's not only going to help build confidence in your business. It's going to create better boundaries. And if that person decides to leave good, because they were not supposed to meant to work for you, because if they are going to make you feel horrible by saying, yo, I'm not going to reply after 6 PM, 
on weekdays or no, I can't do this rush like emergency project because you didn't plan well on a Sunday because I'm going to spend it with my kids because mm -hmm. I've had that where people, I don't have a kid, but like I've had people be like, <laughs> do this. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, do, where's the ask? Like, I'm not an employee. You don't pay me full time. And, but it's hard because I book so I can, you know, I can do that. But like those people, like, I'm, I'm thinking of like a specific five women that I've like had, you know, deep conversations with, like, they just can't do that. And I feel for them so much. But like, I promise you, like the right client will come in. We've been all over the map on this conversation, but I feel like there's so much goodness from this. I think, but, it, I think it all ties in, 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 absolutely. in what you said, like that, that is exactly so accurate how those free moments it's it it's horrible for someone's anxiety because you don't know what's going to happen and and it's a big part of that is the fear of the uncertainty and while we're you know I've, I've spent nights tossing and turning not wanting to tell a client something and then I tell them and they're like oh okay or you don't want to set that boundary when it's when it's like like I said they're not going to set it for you mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like my therapist has been telling me that for a year like set your boundaries, set your boundaries. And, and I've slowly been working on doing it, like, and not just in business, but in my personal life. But it, there's just those moments where you, you really, really are petrified. And if you don't go through that, you don't understand why it may be so hard. Cause I think, I'm sure that I've had a client get frustrated with me because I wasn't speaking up about what I needed mm -hmm. as, as a contractor for them and what wasn't okay with me. And then my mood would shift or my energy would shift or my deliverable would shift. And they'd be like, well, if you just tell me, like, if you tell me ahead of time, that'll be fine. But if in the moment you're getting irritated because we're working late when you've never said, no, I don't want to work on this late <laughs> or no, I can't, or no, this is my boundary. And when you put it into perception or the perspective of that, just setting those boundaries, it really is better for everyone. And it's hard, but like you said, if they can't, allow you if they can't respect that especially when you're a contractor and not an employee then honey there are other people there are other fish in the sea yeah and unless they're paying you like millions of dollars like right <laughs> I feel like there's like a few things I would allow if like the price was really high but it would have to be really high like I like to not be bothered after you know 7 p.m like I'm still pretty reachable because I work too much and I don't yeah. But I love working, so it's it's not it's not as big a deal. But like I have that, you know, I have that boundary where it's like if I'm working, I'll reply. But if I'm not, like it's not a thing. It doesn't bother me anymore. Luckily, but that's a long time coming. Like that's three full years of hoping they'll just guess that I don't want to work after six p.m. <laughs> even though I've been doing it for the last two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. That that's all. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. Is just slowly 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 like like building that up in yourself it's not even about them and just just you just kind of have to face it which is the worst advice that's like when you tell someone with depression just be happy like oh no God. it doesn't or work just like don't that. overthink it whenever like <laughs> I, I love my mom to death guys like I love her so much but she does not actually understand mental health and it's been a long it's a long process for us but she just doesn't get it. Not because she doesn't want to. Well, I partly think it's because she doesn't want to, but it's not like out of like disgust or anything like that. It's just, she's just like, oh, like, it's fine. You can just not think about it and it'll go away. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, that's <laughs> not how it works, honey. Like, you, not, like not to be patronizing mom, but like, come on. Like, no, yeah. Honey. I legit had this conversation with someone on Saturday that was like, well, you just, you just change your 
perception, it'll bring you out of it. And I'm like, no, I'm like, they're, they're like, it, like you definitely try to be positive, but when you, when it, you, you can't, sometimes you just can't control it and you're smiling while you're in public, but you're crying and drinking in the shower. I have been there. Like I have been in the point where all I wanted to do was sleep and I would drink when I was awake, like not an alcoholic or anything, but it would be just because I needed to numb during that time. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, and it, it's, and I would still people, I, I mean, maybe, maybe one or two people in my circle knew that I was really in such a dark place when this happened. But no, I was putting on the show for the rest of the world, which was even more draining. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the, like, when you have to go, that's the one good thing about, like, working from home. Sometimes when you do have anxiety, and I know we did talk about this very briefly at the beginning, was that, like, if you are having a bad day, you can just, you know, say you have to have a nap, because sometimes people just need to have a nap. Like, I, I've been through that, like, for years when I was in university, when it was so stressful, all I would, and I was so anxious, I would just be like, no, it's nap time, even though I had to do, like, all these things. Um, But, uh, but yeah, it is, it's definitely, you know, like, in, like, in the grand scheme of things, so I want to be devil's advocate to this person just for a second, because I know (laughs) I'll get someone will say something, is that, yes, if you change your mindset, technically, like, you can overcome everything. I believe in that. I believe in the power of mindset. But when you have a mental health issue, it's not a flick of a switch. It's not, okay, let's just, now I think positively and I don't ruminate. Like, these are, like, the physiological aspects of anxiety that people don't really understand and they don't realize that, like, our bodies are actually habitually wired to react these ways is the the element that a lot of people are missing in their understanding. So, like, when they're like, oh, just snap out of it, you're like, no, 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 no. This is years and years and years of my body being on autopilot, Mm -hmm. friends. Like, I can't just snap out of it. See, and that's the thing, because so often when when most people or someone without anxiety or depression is upset they are upset because of a specific thing. When you have anxiety and depression, sometimes there is no real trigger. Sometimes you don't know what the trigger is. There has been days where I'm just like, I'm just feeling the anxiety radiate through my body and I can't pinpoint a certain trigger. And I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying to run off the energy. I'm trying to do whatever it is that I need to do to make myself feel better. And I'm trying to, you know, watch something that makes me laugh and put myself in a good mood. But when there's nothing for you to let me look at this in a positive light when it's not something that you can point at and say, I'm mad because my sister kicked me in the shin. I don't know why that was my example. <laughs> Great example. <laughs> I wouldn't have to, but. You know, like if, if, when it's something that you can't just pinpoint and say, this is why I feel this way, other than the fact that I have this mental health condition, it's hard to just flip that switch. Absolutely, 100%. And I feel like if we all could do that, there wouldn't be podcasts on it, YouTube channels on it, you know, <laughs> an entire psych ward and a hospital for it, you know, things like that. So, but anyways, yeah, it's been an absolute treat talking to you. I literally could just sit here all day and we could talk about like the deepest <laughs> stuff. And I think people would probably be like, well, these girls are nuts. But all for the love of transparency and also to let like people know that like, they're not in this alone because as much as these fluffy Instagram influencers, not all of them, I like a lot of them, but some of them (laughs) make the world look, that's just not the case. So as I like to ask all our uh, interviewees on the show, if you could leave the audience with some words of wisdom, that would be amazing. 
Oh, okay. So <laughs> it can be about anything. About this anything. is gonna be really cheesy, but uh, but I feel like it's on topic. We can handle anything in the moment. It's our fear of what might happen that undoes us. So with that, just you know, live in the moment. Don't fear too much in the future. So take those chances, make those calls, set those boundaries, say I love you, whatever it is, and and just know that you can handle anything once it's actually happening.